this episode of Facts, Beans, and Rants, we will talk about the State of the Union and what that means for you. And have you gotten gas lately? Yeah, it's kind of about that. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. It's been a while. Sorry I've been so off. I, what we're going to do is we're actually going to do this every other week. There's a lot of craziness going on in life right now for me. I'm kind of like Joe Biden when it comes to those uh, COVID t- tests. Yeah, did you get yours in the mail? Yeah, I got mine way after I got COVID, like literally like uh, a week and a half ago. So, yeah, I'm a day late, dollar short. Uh, but what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about two things, State of the Union, which was basically a snore fest. And then what exciting news comes out of that? Katanji Brown Jackson, mm-hmm, could be the next Supreme Court justice. Is that good? Is that bad? We're going to talk about it at the uh, other half of the fact of the day, on the other side of the fact of the day, but right now. You say, Stephen, uh, was there really anything big in this uh, in the uh, State of the Union? No, it was really just a campaign speech, to be honest with you. A lot of times with State of the Union, I usually enjoy them because you get tweet out, and you have like, you know, I will say the claps, a million claps do get annoying, especially later it gets. But usually with the State of the Union, you have, here are some of my successes. And then they point to people in the crowd who is beneficiary of the success. So if you remember when Trump did his state union, he did school choice. And they pointed to the girl in the crowd, African-American girl, right? Because we are the best beneficiaries of school choice uh, when it happens. Because unfortunately, some of the uh, worst schools uh, service African-Americans uh, generally around the country. And a lot of times it deals with uh, economic status. It deals with who your leaders are, who your school board members are, who, you know, how do you elect your school board members? And in some places, even in, uh, you know, your, you check this out in your local state. Do you directly elect your school board members? If you're in a place where your schools are subpar, it's probably because the school board is not directly elected. Not always, but generally, because there's no accountability. Like, you can't fire them, Right. You have to fire somebody else who would then appoint them or appoint someone who's a cousin who owns Barrington's, right? Oh, good still standing reference. Some of you will get it. But I want to talk to you today about uh, Joe Biden. Basically, to tell you this, Joe, he's failed. Gas is prices too high. We used to be energy independent. Now we're dependent upon uh, people who hate us. Uh, COVID-19, he finally, I will say this. Here was a good thing. For the first time in like two years, Joe Biden said, hey, there's multiple ways that we need to stop COVID. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't know that before the jab came out, right? Trump was taking ivermectin and all this other stuff, oxychloroquine and all this other stuff they had out there. Trump was like, yeah, all these methods that we need to be shooting for. What did, what did Joe do when he got in? Nope, we're only doing a jab, just a jab. And if you don't take the jab, just like Mandate Terry want to do, you're fired. That was Joe Biden's approach to an epidemic, or I'm sorry, a pandemic that... Uh, you had a 96% chance if you lived in my age demographic of surviving from, and overall as a country, a 2% chance of dying. That was Joe Biden's attack for over a year. Then election comes up. What year is this? Oh, 2022, midterms. Out of nowhere, Joe Biden comes up with, we need to love our neighbor. We need to, we need, you would think he was Jesus at this point. We need to, we need to have multiple ways. We need to, we need to work on uh, not just the jab and getting more people jabbed, but we need to work on, uh, uh, therapeutics. I'm like, no, you shouldn't be working on that from day one, because people had legitimate religious uh, 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 religious reasons why they would not get the jab. People had legitimate medical reasons, such as you already had COVID, and natural immunity is equal or sometimes better than the jab, right? And then, of course, the unfortunate is people who've had a negative uh, effect after taking the jab, and they're forever marred. So 
you are an adult. You should be able to make those choices for yourself, but not in Joe Biden's America. But now, State of the Union, Joe Biden's America, you can. And then basically, I would encourage you to go back and look at the State of the Union. He just says, hey, all the bills I want you to pass, please, Congress, go ahead and pass them. Not going to happen during the election year. Maybe they'll get a budget passed, right? But it'll be a, uh, it'll be Republicans and Democrats both complaining, oh, we spent too much and nobody got exactly everything they wanted. Um, but that's basically the State of the Union. Yeah, I mean, it was basically that. But one of the big announcements there was that Katanji Brown-Jackson, KBJ, is going to be Joe Biden's nominee to be the next Supreme Court justice. A black woman. Protestant woman. How about that? I used to complain all the time. We don't have any Protestants on the court. Now I'm like, let me be clear. We don't have any Protestants that represent a Christian worldview on the court. I mean, it's pro-life, pro-family, religious liberty, you know, all that good stuff. We come back from the fact of the day, we're going to learn a little bit more about Katanji Brown-Jackson. Don't go away. Today's fact of the day comes from GasBuddy.com. When you look at a GasBuddy.com slash charts, it tells you what was the average month of the 18 month average retail price of gas. Well, as you probably guessed it, less than $3 a year ago today. And well, now it is above four bucks. Four thirty-four is the average. Uh, starting to come down a little bit, but it's at four bucks. Yeah. Well, I would tell you this is a pretty good app. If you're looking for the cheapest gas around you, get the Gas Buddy app. As always, the facts, opinions, rants that you hear here are totally mine. Do not necessarily reflect the views of the Gas Buddy. Uh, so send any positive feedback to them, any hate mail to me at mrstevenmosley at gmail.com. And now, well, let's get back to the podcast. And we're back. Katanji Brown-Jackson is the topic for this part of the podcast. And she's 51 and she will be nominated by President Biden to be the next Supreme Court justice. Her hearings will be this week. But what can we know about Katanji Brown-Jackson? Well, we'll say this. The issues you're going to care about, whether it's life, religious liberty, immigration, probably the most on immigration, but on those big issues, there's not much out there about her. So she has a great resume, just there's not a lot about decisions to know how she's going to land on some of these issues. But there are things that have me concerned uh, about uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. I will start off by saying this, in Joe Biden's uh, tweet he put out, I'm proud to announce that I'm nominating Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson to serve as a Supreme Court, or serve on a Supreme Court, currently serving on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. She is one of our nation's brightest legal minds and will be an exceptional justice. You know, I remember uh, shortly after this came out how some conservatives were uh, hitting on uh, Tucker Carlson because he, he pushed back on Joe and said, well, how do we know? You know? How do we know she's the brightest legal mind? And it's like, well... You know, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't really care about the brightest. I care about the rightest, right? It's like, can you be the most brilliant person in the world and get things wrong? Yeah. Have you seen the idiots who run the country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really bright. They all went to like major, high, uh, you know, um, they, they're either rich or came from a fluent background or some of them went to these Ivy League schools. Now they're in there and they're, you know, creating our policies and, and firing people because they won't get a jab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the brightest minds in the world. And those people somehow voted for Basement Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about that. So I, I thought the attacks, like, it was kind of funny on Twitter to watch attacks between Tucker Carlson and a couple of the black conservatives specifically. But I was like, you know, you're really missing the point. I don't care if she's the brightest mind in the world or not. I, I don't think it's meant for Joe to really try to prove that she is. She's a smart woman. Um, she's accomplished. The question is, is she the right woman for the job? 
It's the same thing with Kamala Harris, right? I mean, she was a senator. She was a lawyer. But is she the right woman to be vice president? Well, history is going to let us know. But I mean, after a year of the, what they call it, the Harris-Biden regime, according to Joe, it's been an epic failure. She's done nothing on the border. And every job she gets, she fails at, right? So when we get to Katanji Brown-Jackson, I, I hope Joe's pick of saying, yeah, I got to pick a black woman. I hope it's better this time than it was last time. But that's going to deal with what decisions she makes. I'll say all the women on the court with the, same, with the exception of ACB, we'll see what happens with Amy Coney Barrett if she goes right on these decisions, have been an epic failure so far, right? They've all voted wrong on, on so many things, whether it's Obamacare, whether it's abortion, which my favorite quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg was, yeah, abortion, was, I thought it was all about population control, right? She said that. She said that. That's one thing I always remember about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was honest. That had nothing to do with women's health. Right? It's all about population control. Well, what does that mean? Getting rid of the black and brown people we don't want around here. You poor, you dirty, we don't want you. I'm just saying. Go back and Google it. See what she had to say about, abort- about Roe v. Wade. Right? So let's stop pretending that this is about women's health. It's not about women's health. You don't kill off your baby to make you more healthy. Right? I mean, I'm just speaking common sense, not hyper-Calvinism here. But when we talk about Katanji Brown-Jackson, let's look at what we know thus far about Katanji Brown-Jackson. Well, first off, we know that she's been voted on, uh, confirmed by Rhinos before. She is a relative of Paul Ryan. I think her husband's twin is uh, related somehow to Paul Ryan. So she's part of the family. Right. So do we really want more top-wing establishment people running D.C.? I don't know if we really have a choice. Um but the, the issue here is, you know, Katanji Brown-Jackson, she has an accomplished record. You know, I'm reading here, I believe Daily Caller, she is one of the Biden's most high-profile judicial nominees. She was confirmed to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit in 2021. Uh, three Senate Republicans voted to confirm her. You could probably guess which three. At the time, with the confirmation coming to a narrow vote of 52 to 46, prior to serving on a U.S. Court of Appeals for D.C., Jackson was nominated by former President Barack Obama in 2013 to the U.S. District Court of, for D.C. She has a background as an assistant federal public defender, and a, she clerked for uh, Stephen Breyer in uh, 1999. Uh, so I want to look at a couple of the things. Um, you know, she has an impressive resume, but here's the deal. Um, there's not much to come comb through on a big issue. So when we look at abortion, religious liberty, and immigration, and it looks like this week Josh Hawley is going to be looking into the issue as he's soft on child porn sentences. <laughs> oh, man, is that going to be exciting. But here's the deal. We joke about it, but look, if this is true, we have enough pedos running around here, right? We had the pedo Republicans. Uh, they called themselves the quote-unquote Lincoln Project. We have Epstein. Um, we have all this uh, high-profile rich people involved in sex trafficking and, and pornography and, and child pornography and, and uh, abuse of women. We really don't want someone on the courts that um, will give uh, shorter sentences than they're supposed to give. And so if what Josh Holly's saying is true, uh, that should be a warning sign to everybody. But, you know, that's what she'll get to discuss this week. But I want to talk about three issues we at least know a little bit about Katanji Brown-Jackson to say, hey, um, this is some concern as a Christian. Number one is abortion. She has a slim record. She never ruled on an abortion case, but this is what we know so far. Joe Biden said on the anniversary of uh, Roe v. Wade that the Biden-Harris administration is committed to codifying Roe v. Wade and appointing judges that respect the foundational precedents like Roe. 
Then Katanji Brown Jackson, she gave money to Obama. He supported Roe v. Wade. He's pro-choice. In her clerk life for Justice Breyer, she, uh, which he authored a decision striking down a Nebraska law banning partial birth abortion. That's just radical. They're coming out the body, and you're literally saying, nope, they can still kill them as the head's coming out. Yeah, that's partial birth abortion. That is your current Democratic Party. Um, she herself wrote an amicus brief in support of the quote-unquote buffer zone around abortion clinics. So if you're not really familiar, what happens is usually by Catholics, they go out and they try to um, you know, pray with and do a last-ditch effort to reach women before they make one of the biggest mistakes of their life, and that's abortion. And so what she decided to do there, she supported a buffer zone, so a certain length for which they can't get to the women uh, for that. If you've seen the movie about... Uh, She's a pro-lifer now. She used to be a pro-choicer. She actually used to run a Planned Parenthood. Kind of crazy when you think about the people who come out of this devilish movement. Um, Abby Johnson, her story. If you go back and go watch her movie. She has a movie about her her story. It's amazing. Go back and watch it and you'll see what I mean when we're talking about these buffer zones. Uh, You see it there and you see part of it in the movie. Uh, Number two, religious liberty. This article comes from Ford.com. I'm just going to read uh, what it says there. Judge Jackson, quote, unquote, Judge Jackson previously served as advisory for a school board member for Montrose Christian School, shout out to Maryland, uh, which included among its stated beliefs that Christians should oppose homosexuality, speak on behalf of the unborn, and believe that marriage is the uniting of one man and one woman in covenant commitment for a lifetime. Yeah, that's true. We do believe that. Senator Josh Hawley asked Judge Jackson about this affirmation, seizing the opportunity to both ask Judge Jackson about her commitment to religious liberty and to note that Justice Amy Coney Barrett, during her confirmation, had been criticized for her her affiliation with Trinity Schools, which held similar positions. Judge Jackson responded that she was not aware of Montrose Christian School's statement on those issues and affirmed her commitment to religious liberty as a constitutional principle enshrined in our Supreme Court precedent. Republicans now want to question Jackson about whether her role at Montreal Christian School should be interpreted as an endorsement of its beliefs in the same way Democrats did to Amy Coney Barrett. Here's what ABC News had about the interchange, and I believe they had a direct quote, so I'm going to read it. Uh, Judge uh, Katanji Brown Jackson said the following, I've served on so many boards, and I don't necessarily agree with all of the statements of all the things that those boards might have in their materials, quote, unquote. Um, here's a statement that really concerns me. So, uh, Jackson goes on, uh, told Republican Josh Hawley during her confirmation hearing for the Court of Appeals in D.C., she later uh, clarified that she was not espousing any position for or against on the school's beliefs. Quote, any personal view about religion would never come into my service as a judge. Friends, that's a problem. Jesus says, whatever you do in word or deed, scripture says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all to the glory of God. God expects us to take this biblical worldview and apply it to every aspect of life. Why? Because it's what brings freedom. What does it say, James? It says, when you look intently into the word and apply it, you're looking into the perfect law of what? Liberty. You want to bring liberty to the nation? You got to apply biblical principles. You ever wonder why like all the Christian stuff works and all the garbage from the left does it? Like you, you wonder why, hey, men and women are different. Yeah, that's why, quote, unquote, Leah Thomas is winning these female, uh, quote, quote, female competitions. But He's not a female. And why it's unfair? Well, because God created men and women differently. Women are known as the weaker vessel in Scripture. I wonder why. Because that's how God made our bodies, right? 
You see how Christian principles work in everyday life? You don't have to be a Christian. Like, you don't have to believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. You should. I hope you do. But you don't have to believe that to believe these common sense truths that come from God's word. But you see how dangerous it is to say, well, you know, I believe in God, but nothing I believe about him will ever impact my life. It will never impact my, my ruling as a judge. Well, that's sad because someone's worldview will. And if it's not God, what does that mean? Secular humanism? It's not good. So I'm concerned that when I read statements like that from Katanji Brown Jackson, that she says, you know, my personal views about religion would never come into my service as a judge. So sad. So sad. Let's move on. Uh, last one, illegal immigration. Now, look, here's where I think is a mixed bag on this one. She stops Trump's deportation orders, but she tells environmental groups, you know what? I can't stop the building of the wall because, you know, you, you have no you have no uh, standing here. You have no claim for just destroying the environment. I love that. So, yeah, she, she stopped Trump from deporting illegals. You, you ever heard people say, we can't deport them all. There's 22 million illegals in this country, right? And they're like, we can never deport them all. I'm like, dude, if you had started in the 80s with Ronald Reagan, we wouldn't have this problem today. And if you start today, you know— People 30 to 40 years from now won't have the problem that we're having today. And the problem only gets exponentially worse. It went from 8 million to 12 million to now. Uh, that 12 million number, by the way, stayed 12 million for like, you know, a decade until Ann Coulter wrote her book. And out of nowhere, poof. Oh, yeah, it's 22 million. We all know that. What city has not been impacted by illegal immigration? Right? So when Katanji Brown Jackson uh, is stopping Trump from deporting illegal aliens... Remember the impact it's going to have on me and you. Romans 13 is there for a reason, folks. The rule of law is there for a reason. But I also talk about the, quote, unquote, unintended consequences. I, I argue there are intended consequences. Because when you, you allow people to stay in your country illegally, they will take on your resources and impact the lower and middle class. They don't impact the rich people. Why? Because rich people use these people to walk their dogs, you know, feed their children, cut their grass. But they don't live with these people. They don't go to schools with these people. No, 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 no. They would never allow that. It's me and you who had to deal with the consequence of sinful behavior from the ruling class. And so, you know, she didn't, she didn't do what she needed to do on immigration on that issue. But when it came to building the wall, she was like, look, there's no standing for some environmental nonsense to stop the wall. So, you know, I'm going to give her a thumbs up on that one, right? But overall, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about this judge. Why? Because right now, it seems we just have the right momentum because of President Trump and three judges that he appointed. We're hoping at least two of them come through for us on this, this Roe v. Wade case. Remember, Roe v. Wade is uh, abortion's the number one killer of African Americans. You can't say you love Black Lives Matter if you're not an advocate for the right to life. Amen or oh me. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Facts Beans Rants with Stephen D. Mosley. And, you know, next time we're going to talk about overturning Roe. Will the Supreme Court do the right thing? And I'm going to mention a little leftist trick they're trying out, you know, to try to even the odds. You're never going to believe what they're doing. Well, in any event, faith of a party, fact of a fiction, and faith of everything. Uh, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And also share with your family, friends, and everyone within your social media community. And I look forward to seeing you next time on Facts, Beans, Rants with Stephen D. Mosley.